Hey everybody, welcome back to the Beginner Baking Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And first off, sorry about the delay. My regular day job was a little bit crazy over the last couple weeks. That combined with, of course, a bit of extra stress has made recording a little bit on the back burner. But I'm back now and I've got two things I want to talk about today. And this is more of a vlog or a diary of sorts. I just want to tell you my most recent experiences with two things, egg tarts and babka. First off, egg tarts are very near and dear to me. They are absolutely incredible. The key to a good egg tart is, of course, having a nice crust, but then, of course, the custard has to be nice and smooth and Unfortunately, I can't achieve it all. <laughs> I've tried a few times already, but for some reason, I mean, I ran into some initial problems with the crust burning before the custard would set, and then getting close, but the crust being too thick, and some doughs that I was testing, playing around with, were just a little too too difficult to work with. Maybe that's just a lack of skill on my part, but in either case... It hasn't really worked out, unfortunately. And it had me a little bit down. Whenever I make this, I have two very excellent judges. You can think of them almost as like two Simon Cowles in a way, though, because uh, I'll present these to my parents. And unfortunately, them having had years and years and years of eating the best egg tarts, they know exactly what's what's wrong, and they aren't afraid to tell me. <laughs> so, that's rough. But I do have something that kind of turned it all around for me. I mean, like I, I've mentioned before, it's really important to be able to continue pushing through. Try not to do too many difficult things, or try not to do too many things that will get you down, um, in a row at least. And while I'm testing my egg tarts, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm pushing for a goal that I might not reach anytime soon, and so it's hard. It's hard to keep going. And so I tried something else recently, and it could have been a catastrophic failure. I tried to make a chocolate babka. As I was mixing everything together, it seemed like the dough was, it felt more like a batter than a dough. I wasn't using a stand mixer, just doing it by hand, and I kept mixing, kept mixing, and I gotta say, the, the consistency of it was very different from making like a loaf of bread or a dinner roll or pineapple buns. It took a really long time. It was very hydrated. It took a really long time to reach a point of like just being one entity instead of being a pile. I think I mixed it with a wooden spoon by hand for a good two hours. My my Fitbit recognized it as being that much time as far as having active minutes, so it was intense. And even after that, at that point, I posted this on my Instagram and TikTok, but the way it felt, I mean, it, it did reach a point of one dough, one cohesive dough, I think, but it just felt so, so liquidy, so soft. Maybe because I was viewing it through the lens of 
the doughs that I've worked with before. The bread doughs, it just felt different, and I was afraid it was wrong. So I put it in the fridge, let it proof. When I took it out, I separated it into the two two loaves and cut it and braided it, which I must say, braiding dough is one of my favorite things in the world because it looks difficult in the finished product, but it's a lot easier assuming that you take the time after you've formed it into the into the roll to let it rest a little bit longer in the fridge so it's a little more i mean is stiff the right word i guess more solid so then when you do cut it it's easier to work with and it looks amazing the braid itself is surprisingly easy it's just a matter of patience and in this case heavy duty flouring <laughs> Uh, it's a really sticky dough. Even with letting it rest, it was still very sticky, still needed to flour the surfaces, flour my knife and everything properly so that it wouldn't stick. And then I do have a little more experience with a proofing box now. I didn't buy one, but I, I realized something because in good old Utah, it snowed yesterday. And so... Oh man, I was afraid it wouldn't, like the dough wouldn't rise, the yeast wouldn't activate. So I scrambled. I put my two loaves in the oven. What I had learned was, what you do is you boil some water. Thankfully, got the kettle, got that going. And then you put your loaves on the middle rack and you set up a like a loaf pan. And you pour, they said three cups of boiling water in that pan uh, in the rack below your loaves. Try not to open it too much so the steam just kind of stays in there. I'll say kind of nerve-wracking because when it steams up you can't see it. So it was basically just you set it and try to forget it but are anxious about it the entire time. After an hour and a half I looked at it. Looked pretty decent. I hoped that I didn't kill the yeast or anything like that if it got too hot. I bought an oven thermometer, but I neglected the fact that in the case of using this proofing box, the steam fogs up the window to the oven. And so that made it so that I had to do like a real quick peek in to look at the thermometer. But it stayed within a reasonable temperature. It all proofed. I baked it. Again, afraid. Afraid it's just going to fall apart because of how liquidy it was but it turned out okay it turned out really good actually i mean it had like a, a crust of a bread but then when you bit into it it was soft like a cake delicious so i count that as a win i mean it turned my mood around after failing so hard at egg tarts another two times proofing boxes are phenomenal. I guess I'm probably gonna have to do this a lot more often, this proofing box thing, because it's gonna be cold for the next couple months. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Beginner Baking Podcast. In summary, egg tarts are hard, chocolate bobka is delicious, braiding is surprisingly easy, proofing box, surprisingly easy and effective. Just be careful. Till next time, peace out.